and welcome to the Conspiracy Theory Test. I'm Yvonne. And I'm Karen. And you're all very welcome, listeners old and new. Our little algorithm fairies tells me that we've a fair whack of new listeners, so if you're new, you're very welcome. This is the podcast where myself and Karen pick a conspiracy every week and then try to convince the other and you that it's true. So join in and listen and listen back to a few old ones if you haven't been with us before. Yeah, and welcome and thank you so much for, for listening and thanks again for everybody who's listened thus far, uh, especially to, to last week's episode, which was, which was a super fun one. But apparently we split we split the vote. Of- yeah, neck and neck again. It was it the week. Be- well, no, it wouldn't have been the week before because there's really we weren't putting up a do you believe anti-vaxxer stuff poll. I don't. <laughs> we never will. We never will. <laughs> if you have uh, outstanding kind of theories on that, I don't really want to hear them. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Just get the bleeding vaccine, like. <laughs> but we've been neck and neck a few times. So, guys, if you're listening and you're swayed one way or the other, literally your vote could be the one. To push it over the edge i'm telling you because uh i was just saying to Ivan when this when we're allowed to see each other face to face again i think we're gonna have to start settling these polls by either arm wrestling or <laughs> rock paper scissors or an egg and spoon race or something <laughs> trial by combat i need something to let out this lockdown aggression i think fight to the death yeah fight to the death i think it's actually getting to that stage now i think <laughs> I don't know about you, Ivan, but this week was about 10 years long. I can't believe it's still January. At this point, a point of recording, it's still January. Although by the time it's released, welcome to February, guys. Oh, I never want to see January again. Like, at least for another year, but like, never again, potentially. I can guarantee you the year. <laughs> That's as good as I can do. Just the probably the worst January ever. Yeah, definitely the longest and shortest oh man yeah just just awful like wasn't it it was the longest when i was daydreaming about summer and then when i had deadlines looming it was suddenly the shortest yeah there's just there's too much time and not enough time so hopefully listening to your favorite podcast will get you through hopefully there was a good bit of interest in your baron baron trump story though yeah people are into that um i'm looking forward as well because it's a brand new one so I'm looking forward to seeing more stuff come out and I'll definitely have some follow-up info going ahead. And then our lovely pals over at Irish Spirit Podcast. Loved your stuff, Karen. Yes, good old Nessie. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I believe, I believe that Nessie is around. It's just a lizard, guys. It's not that unbelievable. Get on board. Yeah, get on board. If you haven't already, get on board for sure. Sure, the first time we'll be seeing each other, Karen, will actually be at the airport or the ferry when we're allowed to travel to yep. go straight over to Loch Ness. Oh, I can't wait. Conspiracy theory test on tour. Yeah. <laughs> CTTT and the last T is for tour. 2025 when we're eventually allowed to leave our homes again. Oh, let's not delve. <laughs> I won't. I'll never come back out of that hole if it's we go down. your weekly out. existential crisis. <laughs> Let's move on quickly. Give us what you have this week, Karen. Okay, I I'm gonna preface this with a, with a few different things. First of all, uh, I'm combining my two loves this week, that being of true crime, amazing, and conspiracies. Oh, where the two meet is a sweet spot. This lovely little intersection that we have here. I'm also gonna preface this by saying there is a trigger warning. It 
do talk about it's true crime there's a, there's a murder uh, and a death involved and i'm also going to tell you that this is if we go back to our little our little illustration of our little conspiracy triangle i am teetering on the edge of the red zone with this oh. one i feel yeah yeah this like highly not believable i'm actually i'm i'm going to try and convince myself i think more than anything <laughs> this week of this <laughs> It's a funny it's a funny thing about the premise of this show is that on the one hand you don't want to be too married to the idea of uh, trying to convince each other because if you want to cover a really tantalizing one you don't want to advocate for it. Yes. This is an absolutely whack job one. This is just proper tinfoil hat like you drank too much of the wrong Kool-Aid type of thing. <laughs> I think then, like, I won't be married to the idea of believing it, but I'm definitely into um, enjoying it. Okay, so I'm not going to give the, the give you the title this week because it'll totally give it away. I'll tell you, though, that my sources this week are coming from rollingstone.com, billboard.com, wikipedia.org, thesun.ie, and theirishmirror.ie. So, Avan, I need you to grab your rubber ducky inflatable ring because we're going <laughs> deep diving. I'm in. Okay. Avan, does the name... John Benet Ramsey mean anything to you? Oh, amazing. Yeah, it is the true crime thing. Mm, it is. So anybody else who's like a murderino or true crime fan <laughs> might have heard about John Benet Ramsey. So she was a child beauty pageant winner and she was tragically murdered in her family home at the age of six in Boulder, Colorado. So her father found her dead around seven hours after she'd been reported as a missing person. And her death was ruled as a homicide with the cause being asphyxiation. So unsurprisingly, in I think it was 1996, her death got a lot of public attention and the, it got a, num- a public attention for a number of different reasons. Suspicions quickly turned to the family themselves as being uh, possibly being behind the murder. So her murder, her mother, rather, Patty, was a former beauty pageant queen herself. Some allege that there was a, a ransom note that was left at the scene and it was lengthy and it was handwritten. And some people claim that it was done in Patty's handwriting. Now, go on, Yvonne. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm really glad that I'm on my third cup of coffee because we're kicking off a Sunday morning with a child homicide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, it's a good, it's a good espresso. Go on. <laughs> this is going to take a sharp turn in a minute or two. Don't worry. <laughs> so another thing that was really suspicious about the case was that the amount that the kidnappers or alleged murders demanded in the ransom note was actually the exact amount to the dime of her father's recent bonus in work. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I should have mentioned that. I don't know much about this case. I saw the documentary years ago. Do you remember the one where casting different... John Bonet? Yeah. 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 But I didn't know like facts like that. I didn't know. Mm, yeah. So if you, if you, anybody wants to watch the cast and John Bonet thing, it's on Netflix and essentially the, the, it's a very unusual form for, for a documentary in that literally they're casting people to play John Bonet and her family members and stuff. And I think they're just essentially asking them what they think about the, te- the, the case. But I think they're like locals to Boulder, Colorado, I think. So they kind of offered their opinion and insight. So rather than getting just the police or just whatever the journalists in on it, they're actually getting real people who kind of knew the area and the family, which is a, it was an interesting take. So definitely if anyone's more interested in it, check that out. Yeah, it's really captivating, but at the same time, you miss out on 
little tidbits like the ones you're given here, Karen. Mm. Her younger brother, Burke, as well, was ruled out as a suspect early in the investigation. But I'm, I, I watched the documentary a few years ago. I'm really certain that somebody in the documentary thought it was a bit... He actually was a bit sus. So... Um, before I get into the real theory, I want to touch lightly on a mini theory connected to this case. So uh, a couple of years ago, Burke himself actually started giving interviews like with Dr. Phil about his sister and the case itself. And then, you know, it led people to like dig up into the case again, to think about it again. And then it led to this development of the mini theory involving uh, Jeffrey Epstein's former lover slash pimp uh gazelle gazelle maxwell so uh some theorists actually allegedly tried to connect her to the ramsey case and the ramsey murder oh it's like two of the most horrific cases are suddenly intertwined absolutely and the reason behind this is because they were actually both represented by the same legal firm wow hard to sleep at night when you work for that legal firm i'd say yeah unless they all just sold their souls which yeah. <laughs> they actually sleep on a bed of diamonds so maybe it's okay i just don't think they care yeah um so the, re- the reason that this kind of gained traction was a picture surfaced kind of on twitter and then on tiktok claiming that maxwell could actually be seen in the uh, in the background of a photo of ramsey um as i said they were both represented by the same law firm but it was quickly shot down as not being credible because it's very very hard to believe that Ma- it was actually maxwell in the photo because it's not a clear image it's just somebody who is the same height and build with the same hair color right classic conspiracy theory two plus two equals five exactly so the death of John Benet Ramsey is still a mystery and the case remains open to this day in the Boulder Police Department, meaning we may never really know what happened. Scary. But Ivan, what if it's never solved because she's not dead at all? Oh. What, oh if, yeah. what if she lives and walks and sings and dances among us today? In the form of someone else who we know. Someone else who we know well, Evan. What if John Bonet Ramsey is in fact pop sensation Katy Perry? <laughs> this... <laughs> okay, <laughs> like that's oh, it's kind of foreshadowing. Do you remember in one of the first episodes we mentioned Katy Perry? Yeah, yeah. So I told you it was going to take a really sharp turn really quickly. <laughs> My guess was on Miley Cyrus for some reason. Oh, okay. No, it is, there's absolutely no evidence of that, but apparently there's loads of evidence for Katy Perry. Oh. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, Ivan. Don't be it couldn't ridiculous. be Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Come on now. Be- believable, Ivan. That's what we're going for here, obviously. <laughs> okay. Again, as I said, this is very insane and very, very unlikely, but I'm running with it anyway. So, as I said, this was actually dreamt up, this theory, by a flat earth enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tell that flat earth enthusiast, look, your your subject's a bit niche. Why don't you branch out? And then he did. And I bet that person's like, oh, no, not into that. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I can't even, I'm just, I'm just, keep going with this. Okay, let's run and go. (laughs) It stems originally from a 2014 video claiming that, amazingly, Ramsey's parents are actually Katy Katy Perry's parents. Say that fast five times. They sell, they sell seashells on the seashore. <laughs> Absolutely. So they allege, right, that Katie's parents uh, also changed their, or John Bonet's parents changed their appearance. The father shaved his head, the mother lost a load of weight. 
and they claim the reason that they're claiming that this the Katy Perry is John Bonet or vice versa is that they're going purely on like facial features in photographs like nose shape and stuff is that where yeah. we're going oh yeah I'll send you the I have a side-by-side photo of them and I'll send you the side-by-side photo later on where you can see so basically it's theorists have gone to great lengths to point out the similarities up to and including their eyebrows all comes back to the eyebrows and literally one of the quotes that I'm taking here is you know the eyebrows don't change much on a person (laughs) was that one of the arguments for Paul is dead as well I think so because (laughs) you're born with your eyebrows that's that's another one of their quotes (laughs) sorry new listeners also I didn't realize I would refer back to so many old episodes so you really probably do need to listen to some old corkers that was a nice little cheeky plug there well done it was (laughs) (laughs) moving on quickly (laughs) so and another quote I just love all these quotes about the eyebrows so they're very close very close indeed aren't they harsh (laughs) right rude quite rude quite harsh so as you know the whole entertainment industry is just a charade so you really don't know the truth which i would yeah the entertainment industry there's smoke and mirrors the whole time i get that i do agree with that yeah but then they also claim that the ramsey death was a hoax by the illuminati and freemasons just to make Katy perry a star ah so yeah because remember okay because remember Katy Perry is part of the Illuminati apparently okay allegedly absolutely and a a lot of people say like the Illuminati actually do tend to leave clues in plain sight and what does Katy Perry do in her autobiography if not mention JonBenet Ramsey does she she does allegedly apparently at the start of the autobiography uh she said it's some remark like she didn't really want to be a star when she was a kid there was no john benet ramsey inside me dying to get out is is i'm paraphrasing but it was something along those lines that is a weird uh, touch to write uh as this like bubblegum pop star to casually mention a murdered child at the start of your autobiography absolutely and then um Billy, Billy Eichner, you know, the comedian, he asked, he like a couple of years ago was interviewing her and he's just very like, he just shouts at you. And she, <laughs> he literally saw her and was like, blink, blink twice if you're John Bonet Ramsey. <laughs> Is he the radio jockey with the... Uh... The, with the long hair the no that's Herod, Herod Sarah no Billy is this he's just a stand-up comedian he was in um Parks and Recreation oh okay yeah 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 imagine you got this global superstar on as your uh, guest and you're like I know the first question I'm gonna ask <laughs> yeah absolutely so Ivan I will just say that this theory is quite the firework it can blow a little hot and cold I definitely think we're looking at a dark horse here and if anyone has any concrete proof please roar at us or any of the California girls in your area so we can all be wide awake and this will no longer be part of me because this could be the one that got away that was a, an onslaught <laughs> I told you I was going for a record number of puns how many was that in one sentence I know I'm out of breath now. <laughs> but Perry herself did say, and I would be inclined to agree, that the murder of a child is serious and nothing that she was trying to make fun of, nor is it anything that I'm trying to make fun of. But this is an absolute prime example of how batshit insane uh, theories can get. Yeah, that was a nice 
disclaimer there. We're we're not we're not poking fun at a hor- horrific murder, but it is ludicrous. So you have to address us, don't you? <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely do. And as I said, like I like I don't believe it's it's that plausible at all. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to be with you there at the moment. <laughs> it is it is funny because there is a couple of side by side photos, and there is kind of a similarity in the face. Like, but as you said, when when I started talking about this and started talking about John Bonet Ramsey, even if you don't know much about the case, you've probably come across it at some point, you know, or her face or something because she was just so well known. Um, so the fact that you thought like you know uh, that I was going to start talking about Miley Cyrus maybe just goes to show that she has one of those faces that kind of. Not that it's True. not perfect, but it just fits in with other kind of things. True. And we, we lost her so young, unfortunately, that, I mean, she was essentially like a child in terms of features as kind of mm. a blank canvas. And then also most celebrities do have to subscribe to one particular look. So maybe it's just that all these faces are very symmetrical. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly because when Katy Perry started out like years ago, she she I think she naturally is blonde and stuff as well, which was like John Bonet Ramsey was blonde and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, when you see the side by side photos, you're like, oh, okay. And then it's but when you hear everything around it, you're like, oh no, never mind. You know, it's a kind of like when you meet a newborn baby. Which let's be honest here, uh, sorry, cover your ears, all loving parents, but essentially all newborn babies just look like raisins with arms fair very fair <laughs> but you start going oh yeah yep oh, i see dad in him now he's got the eyes <laughs> and you believe us you say it for so long that you start believing that you see this fully formed human in mm. this newborn blank canvas but they all do look the same they do <laughs> so i have permission whenever you have a child to just call them a raisin Maybe I'll make that. Maybe I'll actually name the child Raisin just oh. to avoid confusion. But you're raising the child anyway. Oh, that is great. <laughs> I just had a roll today. Yeah. <laughs> Keep rolling, yeah. Oh, man. I tell you, but so, yeah, this theory is, is bizarre. And I actually find the fact that the case has not been solved so bizarre. It is. It's just, see, it's an oddity of a case anyway. So that was obviously going to be an absolute breeding ground for conspiracies. Completely. And yeah, like like that, apparently the, the parents like were very, they would, they would talk to the police, but they would only ever talk to the police on their own terms. And come here, do we have a motive for cre- like reinventing this child as Casey Perry? I just, you'd have to ask the Illuminati. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask him at the next meeting. Oh, I've said oh, too much. Oh, man, no. <laughs> edit that out, edit that out. <laughs> yeah, so that's me this week, pretty much. That's Karen, imagine now, <laughs> after all of our disclaimers, I was like, yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I can never do this with you again. You're yeah, I'm, like, I'm officially breaking up with you as a friend. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Look, obviously I don't buy it, but it's been a, a wild ride and I'd say it's a good rabbit hole. I like it. It's yeah. really stirred something in me that I want to go and read loads about this afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. It was just, and there is some good articles about it and stuff like that. And like the Rolling Stone, like they would do like, you know, who could be possible suspects and things like that as well. So as I said, if you are 
into true crime in any way shape or form it is one of those cases that like it's just it's just kind of fascinating you know it's absolutely fascinating um yeah and then i'll, I'll send you that photo uh, of side by side katie and john bonnet or maybe maybe they're the same i i entitled this this week john bonnet perry but that's why i <laughs> at the start <laughs> Oh yeah, you couldn't get it spoilers. <laughs> Absolute giving the game away there, you know. <laughs> it's a good bizarre one. I don't even know how you stumbled across it because it's a good obscure kind of one. I actually heard about this ages ago though as well. I don't know, I must read really weird articles on the internet. <laughs> I'm just coming across all these weird ones. <laughs> no, but I do like it. Well done. I'm taking us down a weird rabbit hole. You're you're so welcome. And I'm going to continue us down that weird rabbit hole. And maybe we'll even have some of the same themes coming up. Okay. So, Karen, I was inspired by you last week. Right. Because I really enjoyed listening to Nessie. So I want to go for another classic. Oh, savage. Let's go. But I'm going to go for a contemporary classic. Oh, okay. It's it's a fairly big, well-known one, but it's not that old. And I'm going to do us all a public service now. And take everyone where I guarantee you want to go. Let's do it. I'm going to take you to the airport. Because <gasps> yeah. we all miss us. Uh, specifically, Denver International Airport. Let's do it. So my sources are BuzzFeed Unsolved, Those Conspiracy Guys, The Trillist, Westworld.com and Space.com. Yeah, the lads. They're really good for all of these. So, have you ever heard anything about this before I kick off? No. I find it very funny, though, that you're talking about Denver, Colorado, and I talked about Boulder, Colorado. And we didn't even mean to do that. I'm telling you, I'm JC Suzez, and you are Justin Timberlake, and together we are in sync. <laughs> and let's hope we get the vaccine, and it's going to be May. Yes, man. Yes. <laughs> Got one in finally. On fire today, so we are. <laughs> so we'll start right at the start, right? Mm-hmm. So back in 1980, it was decided for some reason that Denver in Colorado needed a second airport. And it was something to do with the first one being too close to the city because it was only six miles away. Mm-hmm. But it's worth noting that Dublin Airport is only eight odd miles away from O'Connell Street. So we can kick off straight away with some conspiring there. Mm-hmm. Now, Karen, not only did they decide to build a second airport, they decided to build the second biggest airport in the world. In the world? Not, in even, the... In, not even in the States. No, not even in the States, in the world. The only bigger airport is in Saudi Arabia. To this day? Oh, still, yeah. Yeah, this place is massive. Right, okay. So it's, I'll tell you how big it is, right? It is 52 square miles. Hmm, that's really big. I I know it sounds like an abstract kind of measurement, but to give you some context, right? Mm -hmm. Dublin City is 45 square miles. Oh, damn okay yeah huge bigger than our capital so it it's supposedly six stories deep so it goes six levels underground uh, and was designed with one of the most complicated complex automated luggage systems ever right 
But why, Karen? I don't know. That's See, this here is where it gets weird. DIA, which is how I'm going to refer to Denver International Airport going forward, is the second largest airport in the whole world. And only the sixth busiest airport in America. Ah, oh, okay. It's not even the busiest in its continent. Like, it's, it's way down the list. So it's just like... A- empty most of the time it, yeah if you what you can watch videos of people going around us because there's not it's not even like there's an elaborate kind of mall inside so if you see people going from one terminal to the other it's generally just kind of empty and grim and there's a few people wandering from one to the other that's like most airports now empty and yeah <laughs> it's just on lockdown all the time <laughs> yeah So here's where we get interesting, right? Conspiracy theorists believe that the airport is merely a front for the New World Order's bunker. (gasps) No way! Yeah, this is how we get into the same theories as each other. This is unreal. This is where they're going to keep Katy Perry slash (laughs) They'll protect her down there, yeah. (laughs) So I know you've touched on the Illuminati before. So for the uninitiative uninitiated here's a very brief background on them so the crux of the new world order is a secret singular global government of hyper powerful individuals and they're basically behind and control everything and sometimes they're called the illuminati sometimes they're actually said to be the freemasons and some claim brilliantly that they're an alien race of lizard people hail zorp yeah (laughs) and i'm gonna note now as well that some buzzkills like to use this very fun stuff to justify and push their own anti-semitic uh agendas so always yeah boo them for ruining the fun so do be a bit critical if you read any of this and know that we're not condoning any of that not at all we're just talking about a secret government of influential millionaires we're not saying anything about their religion or race no, not at all. No, this is just a bit of crack about an Air Force. So here we move on to a bit of proof in the pudding. The idea, as I said, of the DIA was first conceived in 1980, but the airport itself wasn't opened until 1995. Oh, that's an awful long time. That is a long time to be waiting around for the second airport you didn't even ask for. <laughs> I have places to fly to, come on. (laughs) That I can't possibly fly out of the first airport from. So the opening was delayed multiple times and the layout and design was constantly changing. Contractors were brought on for temporary contracts, meaning that very few people actually saw the project through for its entirety, making it very easy to conceal its true function. Hmm. Uh, Right from the start, most Denver locals were against its construction. As I mentioned earlier, Denver already had a perfectly functioning airport. Coloradians, if that is their real name, uh, possibly isn't because I made it up for this, uh, mostly saw it as a huge waste of time, money and resources. Now, the airport finally opened on February 28, 1995, 16 months late and £2 billion over budget. Oh, that's a lot of money. 
<laughs> yeah, now this is my big shocking fact, but it doesn't translate well to an Irish audience because I say 16 months late and 2 billion over, over budget and most Irish people here Ah, finished on time and under budget. Yeah, Dermot Bannon is listening to this right now going, that's grand. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing. Did I have <laughs> a <bath all>? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to give you some context, $2 billion is roughly the equivalent of 200 million builders simultaneously telling you they've bought their own countertops. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> so how did they go so far over budget without building a children's hospital Oof. well allegedly a large portion of this went on the underground automated baggage system that i told you about earlier why is that so important karen i wish i had an answer for you <laughs> I, to this day no one knows why that's so important and even stranger, it failed almost right off the bat. Typical. It never worked. And there were no significant attempts to redevelop it. Okay. So now airport staff just use the underground tunnels to manually push baggage from one terminal to another. Oh, that's frustrating. Like, like any other airport, there was no, they just go past all these levers that were built push them themselves there's no need at all that's so bizarre it's really strange but even if it had worked karen like you said why is it so important and why would you spend possibly billions on a poor investment i don't know because the actual reason you're excavating is to build a protective underground bunker genius genius yeah you just that's a huge thing as well is that it's uprooted loads of earth like apparently as you drive into this it, it looks like you're surrounded by rolling hills but all the ground around there is naturally flat and the hills you're seeing are actually all the moved earth from excavating this oh no way yeah that's how big that's how big this operation is it's not just a little bit of soil it's mountains of the stuff and it doesn't even go all the way to the top it goes all the way to the bottom yeah very strange for kind of any building to go down rather than up okay yeah except for a bunker bunkers it's all about bunkers it's all it's all a bit bunkers hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, so a bit more about this right the New World Order is obviously going to be full of people who are more accustomed to a certain standard of living. Like so, ourselves. Like ourselves, you know, these hyper-powerful people. <laughs> so they're not going to be too happy about waiting out a nuclear apocalypse somewhere as grim as an airport. Yeah. And that's why the airport is said to be adorned with some of the most bizarre and morbid and frankly terrifying artwork you've ever seen so we'll start with the entrance airport the airport entrance okay karen when you drive in getting all excited for your flight out of denver denver on your holidays you are greeted by a 32 foot tall sculpture of a bucking mustang horse what why <laughs> i need to put a picture up because you have to be seen to be believed. It weighs 9,000 pounds. It's bright blue. It has very pronounced veins carved all over it. 
And the strangest of all is its glowing red eyes. Oh, for God. Like, who commissions <laughs> this now? Hang on. Right? <laughs> who rings up an artist and says, here, I need a big blue horse, real veiny, with real scary red eyes. 32, <laughs> yeah. no, 32 feet. I, yep, you heard me correctly. Like, what? <laughs> and I don't want to get too much into her eyes, but the horse is also proportionately endowed. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Imagine that greeting you on your holidays. You just turn around and go home. No, no, it would make me want to leave there faster, to be fair. That's true, yeah. Well, I'd stick around for the locals because my favourite part is that they've lovingly dubbed it the statue Blucifer. <laughs> Blucifer. <laughs> Actually, you'd well fit in there, full of puns. You're fantastic. <laughs> but once you, if you manage to make your way past that insane demon statue once you get inside there are strange details and markings everywhere okay so all around the place on the ground there are obscure symbols dotted and some theorists claim that now there's something there is a counter argument that these are just elements but some theorists claim that it's the chemical equation for a new strain of hepatitis Oh, Which, crap. Yeah. <laughs> and this might be the thing that wipes out all us uh, common folk. Hang on now. Like, we're already in a pandemic. <laughs> it's not a big enough one. Up the ante. Can we not just get, like, one year to ourselves? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just one. Yeah, we don't know when it's coming. So maybe we'll get a break before hyperhepatitis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So for anyone who said 2021 was going to be their year, <laughs> careful now, careful yeah. now. Well, if anyone who said that, uh, I personally blame you for what we've seen so far in 2021. Yeah, 100%. I also blame the government, but, you know, that's another talk for another day. <laughs> it's just easier to hate on individuals, isn't it? That's it. So you've gotten past the horse, you've noticed the obscure symbols. Next thing you might notice is the massive looming gargoyles outside of the bathrooms. Evan, stop. I know what you're thinking, Karen. If you're going to have a bathroom gargoyle, it belongs next to the bidet. <laughs> oh, God. Bathroom gargoyles. Who actually made this now? The Hunchback in Notre Dame. Like, what? Yeah, making the little pals. <laughs> yeah, it's just very ominous for an airport think about how like uh, this isn't hating on Dublin airport but the hours is very bland but it's calming yeah that's what you want you don't want to be running past the gargoyle when you're late for your checkout it's just you're just gonna have so much anxiety going through this airport like you're just gonna need to get off the plane and go straight to therapy yeah <laughs> you put on blinkers or you're going through customs and you, you're they're like do you have anything and you're like i have no idea anymore anything to declare yeah i'm real scared I'm real scared <laughs> only my blind fear does that count <laughs> oh man another detail is a little devil that's mischievously popping out of a bag at the lo- luggage claim <laughs> this is starting to sound like a poorly designed video game <laughs> yeah it's one of those do you know those ones like where you design your own um amusement park this is animal crossing this is like the animal crossing in real life <laughs> and it's like when reddit users get to use us they're like i'm gonna make it nightmarish absolutely 
So there's all those little details, but what you really want are the two massive eye-catching murals. Mm. The first one you might notice has children from all over the world holding hands. Oh, that is just absolutely terrifying. <laughs> it's very, it's small world after all. Ugh. But it gets uh, slightly less Disney-esque because at the forefront of the mural lies what appears to be a fallen Nazi soldier in a gas mask. Right, okay. For everyone to see, this kind of corpse is below him and it's got the excerpt of a child's letter from Auschwitz. This child, by the way, died in Auschwitz to make things even more grim. Christ. And the transcript is, I was once a little child who longed for other worlds, but I am no more a child for I have known fear. I have learned to hate. How tragic then is youth which lives lives with enemies, with gallows ropes. Yes, I still believe I only sleep today, that I'll wake up a child again and start to laugh and play. Well, I'm so. never going to sleep again, so how <laughs> much for that? Like, oh, grim. I know, cute ending. You have to get through a lot of really dismal imagery to get there, though. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I know. and It's the same artist that's done two murals, right? Mm. And the second one, he claims, addresses the destruction of the environment with one part showing the extinction of life. And this is depicted with a raging forest fire in the background. And Karen, what's in the forefront if Nazi soldiers were in the last one? Only children in glass coffins. Ah, come on. In an airport, on your way to get your duty free. (laughs) Well, I would be coming straight to the duty free. (laughs) Absolutely. It just sounds like the most unpleasant holiday experience you could possibly have who was in charge of designing this airport and picking all this art oh don't worry we'll get to that all right (laughs) can't wait or we won't depending on how you see the ending of this theory okay so some theorists claim that these murals foreshadow a nazi uprising being led by the new world order and now i don't know where i stand on the whole the new world order and nazis kind of spiel like, especially when there's such certain American factions that get so uptight when you compare them to Nazis. So I'll leave that to one side. the lady doth protest too much. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing that you can be definite of is that these, both of the murals depict some really apocalyptic imagery. Yeah, absolutely. So it does make a compelling argument for the possibility that higher powers will wait out the imminent end of days there. Perhaps. And if you want further proof, here's a little example of that. So on October 16th, 2011, Comet Elenin zipped by the Earth in fragments. But that made astronomers breathe a sigh of relief because Elenin had been nicknamed the Doomsday Comet because its passing was predicted to cause catastrophic tsunamis and earthquakes. But Karen, where was Obama for its passing? Oh, I don't know. Where was he? He was in Denver Airport expecting ah, the apocalypse. No yeah. Genuinely, like. Well, he wasn't g- genuinely waiting for the apocalypse, but he was no, there. No, but he was genuinely in the airport. Yeah. And why? Why Denver? I Because he, he knows. He knows. He's in the golden circle. He knows. Oh, he knows. Definitely. 
So I'm going to cap this conspiracy off with a capstone. Okay. So there's a large ornate dedication capstone that acts as kind of a centerpiece in the Air Force. And under this is buried a time capsule that's scheduled to be open in 2094 for the airport centenary. Okay. It's inscribed, it's inscribed with the date of dedication, which is March 19th, 1994. And theorists say, well, they correctly say that if you add up all the numbers in the, all the single digits rather in the dedication, it's one plus nine plus one plus nine plus nine plus four, and you get the number 33. And in Freemasonry, this number represents perfection and the highest degree of masonry you can hold. Okay. But Karen, I haven't brought all this up just for some far-fetched basic maths. Okay, great. Because <laughs> I want to draw your attention to the inscription below that, which has a square and compass illustration that's associated with the Freemasons. Okay. And under this reads... The answer to the que- all the questions you've been asking the whole time you've been saying who commissioned all that. The New World Airport Commission. No way. Written in plain sight in the middle of the Air Force. And what did the Illuminati do? Did I just say? If not, leave clues in plain sight. They love Easter eggs. They're like the Pixar of secret societies. Oh, pure evil. But guess what? What? No such commission exists. Oh, God. Damn it, Ivan. <laughs> no evidence whatsoever of the secret commission. So who's so, someone taking the piss or what? No, no, this is, it's not graffiti. It's commission, like that is put there by the airport. Oh my God. That's so mad. maybe it exists, but there's certainly, they're not leaving any evidence anywhere. Right. Where do you stand, Karen? I fully believe it. Fully believe it. And I'm never going there, ever. <laughs> yeah, cancel all trips to Colorado. But not that, yeah, all the trips I had planned. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know it'll be a while before any of us get into an airport, but hopefully it'll be even longer before any of us go to this. I'm going to start I'm gonna start examining airports way more closely now. Yeah, actually, it does, it does beg the question because you're kind of rushing through airports or if you're Irish, you're probably drunk. So, oh, do you remember your airport points? Oh, oh, made myself Such sad. Times. <laughs> do you remember airports like Burger Kings before you get on the plane? Oh, we did that before we went away that time. So nice. Yeah, I remember I d- we went for your birthday. Yeah, so good. I, I was only thinking about that the whole time I was doing this. It brought back such nice memories. Yeah, I will have them again. We will. And next time, though, we'll be examining the whole place to see if there's little hidden clues. Which means that you and I are going to have to show up about five hours early for our flight. (laughs) I'm actually really unobservant, so I'd need a few days at least. Mm -hmm. It's amazing if I notice I'm even in an airport. Absolutely. I'm delighted that I bought you on that one, Karen. It's a nice, weird, another one of those weird feeling in the pit of your stomach kind of ones. Absolutely, yeah. So folks, let us know if you believed as well. Did you believe my theory? Did you believe Karen's Katy Perry slash John Bonnet Ramsey theory? I didn't, I could already tell. 
if you didn't really important to let us know in the polls absolutely and always as always get in touch with us uh, all of our socials are on the conspiracy theory test.com as well as our blog as well and uh, any of the information that you need about us and what we do is just all available there yeah thanks for listening thanks new listeners thanks all of you as well of course who've stuck with us from the beginning or joined in later and we're really looking forward to seeing you all next week again yeah stay safe and stay sane have a good one Enjoy, guys.